Welcome to Koinonia Podcast. We exist to engage the church with edifying biblical discussion that is relevant to our local church in our world today. Let's tune in in today's episode. Welcome everyone. My name is Pastor Brent. I serve as lead pastor of Steel Valley Church. And who are you? I'm David, David Suarez. I'm the pastoral apprentice. How would you describe this room here? Um, what, what would you describe this as for our listeners? Uh, imagine like the perfect studio for recording and then think of like all the things you expect and then remove all that. <laughs> this is a beautiful... <laughs> This is a, uh, I mean, it's a beautiful space with good acoustics, but we don't have any of those like soundproof paddings. It's just a yeah. nice, simple, like expanded closet room space. Um, I yeah. like it. Yeah, this is this is actually the mother's room <laughs> in the church. Did you know that? No, it, you know what? It felt. That's so why there's warm. a couch here. It felt so warm when I walked in this room. I'm like, you know, there's something very motherly about this room. Yeah. That makes sense. That actually is the perfect room for a podcast. I knew uh, it by the stinky diapers. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, sti- yeah, the, 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 the uh, trash can in the corner. You know, yeah. we saw that. We're yeah. like, oh, look at that. There it is. <sighs> so, but we're here regardless of where we're at and where right. we're meeting. Uh, we got two microphones. They're hot. Uh, we have people listening and we have a lot to discuss. Mm-hmm. So let's take a dive into the conversation. Uh, the whole point of meeting today is to revisit church discipleship, I think it would be great uh, to consider how these um, how these groups that would launch these house churches, how we can help prevent them from turning into a clique. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? Cliques um, are very prevalent to form, and they can be almost a, a comfort that... Uh, turns into codependency that you need this group of people for your walk lord forbid Mm -hmm. that anybody ever pass away um suddenly because it would would shatter your faith it would Mm -hmm. shatter uh, your group and um i don't think that it's a healthy dependency it's not saying that we can't mourn over people and miss them um, but I, what am I, what do you know I'm trying oh, to of say I do. with I clicks yeah. in the church? Yeah. Clicks are wildly destructive. They're destructive in high schools. They're destructive in colleges. And while I wish that they would have remained back in those, they sadly are also destructive in churches. Churches, <laughs> t- churches look like a, a lunchroom cafeteria yeah. more, more so than, than a body of Christ yeah. that function together. It's sad. It's sad to see that kind of separation in those who are of one body, one mind, and one spirit. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason that those cliques form, and one way to avoid that with the house churches, is to really make sure that we're intentional about the reason that we gather, mm-hmm. uh, which, as, as you explained before, being with one another rather than just simply gathering together in like a localized fashion, right? Making sure mm-hmm. there's intentionality that we're trying to fellowship together, trying to edify one another, build up the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I think if we keep Christ as the center of our discussions, um, not to say that we can't talk about our families, I'm actually saying in our discussions about families, in our discussions about work, in our discussions about the difficulties, I don't have kids, but in the discussions about children and and the difficulties that might be there, making sure that Christ is always the focus, right? How we can live in a way which is properly representative of Christ, because mm-hmm. the moment that we think of it more as a chance for us to just kind of gather together and pal around, mm-hmm. we miss 
intentionality. Mm-hmm. And then we'll start talking about like politics for 30 minutes or oh, we'll start. Yeah. yeah. Or we'll start talking about some random theology. I mean, your, your yeah. theological leans. Yes. Yeah. I am, um, you know, and I speak of that as one who has made this mistake so many times. Mm-hmm. So I speak mostly of myself and that, but it is a legitimate concern. You, you know, think that you think that uh, some of the groups might actually think that they're more elite, like they're the oh, yeah. the elect. We'll just we'll just harp on on Calvinists, but you know they yeah. they're the true they're they're the chosen exactly right that, yeah um, no, that's well said. and those other groups you know they're not good enough for them. Uh, so then, what you have is spiritual elitism, which is a problem that goes back. You know, way <laughs> back to a garden. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. and so um, you know it. You know, the lies of Satan can can really captivate people to making them think that they uh, they know what's best. Yeah, um, no, that's that's well said. Uh, yeah. I, I think there are ways to have healthy discussions about theology. Obviously, there yeah. there are tons of ways to do that, but because theology has it's America, it's the modern. You know, 21st century world so people make everything into an identity um and if you say yeah, you don't be psychology. careful about that yeah it's true though everybody makes everything an identity yeah and we can criticize some groups for doing it and we have good reason yeah. to but if we make the same mistake about putting some identity before identity in christ mm-hmm. you know then then there is like some serious issues there mm-hmm. uh, we, we do have to make sure that we have christ as our first love yeah. you can do what the people did in Revelation. I'm trying to remember which church it was that correctly and properly called out a false apostle. <laughs> they did, but Christ said that they had forgotten their first love. Yeah. So, like, I think he, that was Ephesus. Was that Ephesus? Okay. Yeah, and that's like serious. I mean, that they had the intellectual know-how mm-hmm. to dispel a false apostle. Yeah. But they had forgotten their first love. Yeah. That's serious. And yeah. so, you know, hopefully we can keep those churches in mind when we think of our house churches, mm-hmm. you know, to avoid the mistakes that could have been brought about there. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, the, it, it would be basically we're there to be with one another. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if, if, say, somebody's work schedule changes and they're not available at that same time, that doesn't mean that they don't need to attend a house church. Yeah. That means that, you know, check out another group hey. that's meeting on a different day, mm-hmm. um, because what you're going to have is same sermon-based discussion, which is like the unifying aspect of of the the whole group. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that takes a lot of the heavy lifting off of like a host, a, True. a, a house church host. Um, so people don't have to be intimidated, like, I got to make discussion questions. So yeah, everything would be done. Uh, you know, according to, you know, the sermon, sending out some discussion questions, and that would be great. So I'm thinking, I mean, this is just going to be great, I think. Um, Just imagining a culture, like, later on in the year of just uh, meeting on Sunday, really uh, prioritizing Mm -hmm. the Lord's Day, not just an hour, not an hour and a a half. Um, And we're not... I don't think that we're ignorant enough to think that everyone's going to come back to church at five o'clock. I wish, but that would, I mean, that's, (laughs) that's a utopia, unrealistic expectation. Um, I, I've talked to, I've considered older and wiser counsel in this whole thing. And they're like, yeah, it's a culture shift and that's going to take time to really develop. What do you think Mm -hmm. about that? Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, it it, it yeah. is worth the culture shift. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
we're not going to get the instant gratification that we might otherwise desire to have everybody flock to the church at yeah. this one moment and then just be <laughs> jubilantly celebrating with us every single yeah. Sunday uh, yeah. afternoon and evening. But that doesn't change the fact that it's worth the wait. Yeah. And as a result, also worth the building of the foundation for it yeah. as, as something steady and sure Yeah, so that people know that they can come through uh, and truly be with one another yeah. s- the, throughout the Lord's Day mm-hmm. about all the problems, all the difficulties of life. Yeah. So it's yeah. worth it. So Lord's Day and then the week would be freed up for this relational just time of really connecting with other people. Yeah. Um, and Lord willing, kind of like playing musical churches, you know, every year of just joining a different house church yeah. and creating a separate, you know, another house church. Um, and, you know, I think one of the problems that I could see along with the clicks happening is I mentioned it in the episode, this last episode, um, of people just using it as like a movie night, watching yes. Lord of the Rings, um, <laughs> Watching whatever they they want, the crown. I don't know what's it's popular uh, on uh, on TV. I oh, don't yeah, watch a lot either. of TV. Um, I usually watch the same TV show um, each and every time I turn the TV on, and I'm not going to mention which one that is. That makes sense. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyhow, uh, we do uh, we do have a problem in our culture where we just get comfortable, and then it's like. Eh, I don't really want to take that, you know, uh, that dive into a serious discussion. I'm having such a good time. Uh, man, we're just really enjoying it. And I feel like God's leading us to just have fun. And, <laughs> um, and so then, uh, without any sort of accountability, you know, that house church might never look like an actual church. Yeah. Um, you know, what distinguishes us is by how we bear with one another, how we come to the Lord together in prayer and uh, petition uh, and not just watch movies together. Um, That's what the world does. Mm. Um, And so this is going to look a little bit different. And so that's where I think will be huge of of having uh, pastoral oversight involved in that. True. um, As scripture you know, actually calls pastors to do, um, even in, in the book of Titus, you know, um, Titus was sent to, to Crete, uh, for the sake of putting in order what remains. That's right. And what was going on is there were just a bunch of house churches. They needed elders. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, he was sent out to establish elders Mm -hmm. in every city. And so, you know, this pastoral oversight isn't an intrusion uh, and to ruin the party and pee in the punch uh, per se, but this is to, to help us, uh, help us from ourselves um, in our own um, tendencies of just getting used to just having fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and just letting that be the climax of, of the gatherings. And so that pastoral oversight will be huge, but also letting other people be raised up in the house churches mm-hmm. for uh, champions of prayer and yeah. uh, champions of like saying, all right, guys, let's uh, get together. The best part of the night isn't watching movies, but yeah. let's talk about uh, a couple of different things regarding the sermon. Um, so that would, I mean, I could only imagine uh, what that culture would look like um, years down the road of just mm-hmm. being slow, steady, consistent, not worrying about numbers and, and all that stuff that the culture worries about, but just being consistent uh, with the plans, yeah. I think, 
I get really excited to think about the outset of five, 10 years down the road of being consistent with things like this, um, just dynamically changing the culture of the church. Yeah. So I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to just start. You know, (laughs) you just want to like in the podcast, I talked about pulling the bandaid off. Like, let's just like, (laughs) all right, we're changing everything. Yeah. Here we go. It's all, it's, it's all new. Yeah. It's all new. And it's also the thing that like none of the other church groups, whether it be undergrad or before that, where I was raised, it's it's the thing that wasn't really there. So Mm -hmm. I like it. I, I like a chance to have these kind of moments for all of us to gather together in a more familial setting Mm -hmm. with intentionality yeah as the distinction and not as much like dopamine hits for fun yeah and what what's great about that is the one thing that we've we as pastors at the church have uh, been trying to do is one-to-one yeah i think from these house churches will birth like one-to-one reading like they will will more like congregation initiated programs like i talked about exactly um things that the the church oh uh, arranges on their own. They talk about scripture. They meet somebody else and they realize that they like, they're literally best friends. Yeah. Um, and they never knew each other and they've both been members of the church for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I'm just, I'm really excited about the possibility of what God can do. Um, but I think in anything that we do in the church, we have to be praying yes, about it constantly. Um, and so, this will definitely be something that uh, will be continually prayed for. Um, you know, because we definitely don't want this to um, become elite groups mm-hmm. from one another. Uh, we don't want people to uh, become comfortable in their groups. Um, everything that that could happen, I'm I'm, I'm fully aware that we'll probably meet some challenges of course naturally um but um, god has called us to this task of being under shepherds and he'll help us through all those seasons he always does he does he does so i'm looking forward to starting phase one here probably in about 30 days or so bring it by uh church membership here and uh, i think by the time this podcast is released it's We'll have a members meeting of casting that vision. Oh, nice. So, Oh, we're so close. Oh, yeah. that's great. So hopefully in oh. February, uh, women's Bible study will be on Sunday, Sunday evening, and uh, men will still meet as men and throw our axes. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. Read Ecclesiastes. Our... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amazing. But that's about all the time we have uh, for this episode. I'm pretty excited. Are you Are you excited? This is going to be wonderful. So it's going to be a wonderful change. Nobody likes change. I, I don't think anybody really likes change too yeah. much, especially in the church. Yeah. So it, it could be a little bit of a shock. Um, but I think if we're trusting that the Lord is doing this and he's behind this and we're covering it, covering it in prayer, mm-hmm. uh, we can confidently know that everything's going to be okay. Exactly. Um, and so even though we are... There is change on the brink. Um, if the Lord's in it, um, he's going to help us to work through that and work through the kinks. Nothing's perfect. Yeah. Um, and so we might make some make some uh, mistakes here and there, but we're all being sanctified. We're on a yes. journey, a progress of getting better. Amen. And, uh, and so that's important. That's encouraging. So that's right. 
until we meet next time, um, do you have anything else that you want to want to say? I'm just excited. Praise God for the amazing work he continues to do. And for everybody, be excited for all the wonderful things that God has in store. Yeah. In constant prayer and petition. Uh, but be excited. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of Steel Valley Church. For more information on how to participate, visit our website at steelvalleychurch.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.